New Pod World Order. What's up, y'all? This is Marshall. Squishing out sync on the Twitters. Welcome to Always Bet on Geek. We're in the Hall of Geekdom. I even hate to call this place the Hall of Geekdom because it's so bare. Wait till I get my shit put back up. Then we'll start doing YouTube videos. Then we'll start doing something with our lives. We'll start amounting to... And guess what, y'all? Pat's over here with me. <laughs> On that note, I'm Pat, your friendly neighborhood co-host. I'm tired, man. It's been a long day. We've been podcasting almost all day. Marathon podcasting. What is this, number four? I don't know, man. We have to dig deep for this one, man. No, oh, because we got one more. Shit, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we barely have this one. No, we got, we got this. This is the most. This is the most we've had all day. We haven't even had this much energy. What are you talking about? We recorded four podcasts today. The intro, outro to the unaired pilot. The episode X. X. The the one where we kind of talk, talk about Daredevil, but really, it's just you and Stephanie's sex life. And then Yeah, but I'm going to edit a lot of that stuff out. So And then this one, n- number four, which is... Always bet on Jessica Jones. <laughs> I guess that this is the one where we kind of talk about Jessica Jones. No, because Stephanie's not here. So this is the one where we try to talk about Jessica Jones. Because I don't want our Twitter feed to be full of fucking bots and cam girls and porn shit. And... This so... is the one where we talk about Jessica Jones. <laughs> Kristen Ritter. Awesome, awesome actress. The only problem is she did her job too well. And now I don't really like her that much. A, I don't co-sign that. But B, explain the reason to why. There's a couple of actors and actresses that I feel like I don't... When they're actors so and good, actresses... They're so good at the role that it makes you hate the mess people, even though deep well, down... Well, I don't hate her as a person. I know she's an actress. I know that the scumbag that she played on uh, Breaking Bad was not her. So, but I've known some people like that. And but, it hit home. It was too real. Why do you hate her and not Jesse, who was also a scumbag but her boyfriend? Well, I don't care about him either. Well, what I, didn't, about, I didn't watch the show for him. I watched the show for Heisenberg. The ultimate scumbag. Who he, was, he was doing what he had to do for his family. Was it was it she doing what she had to do to survive for her and Jesse? He let her die. He could have saved her life. That's one of the four or five episodes I have seen too. That was pretty rough. And the sad thing was I looked at Stephanie and I said, I feel like such a horrible person because I'm happy that bitch is dead. It's horrible. I'm such a, such a, such a... <laughs> like I said... But I love Jessica Jones. I love the show. Did you ever I watch... I really like her, but I really don't like her. You know, I think there's something more going on here than just... I her told you that she reminded me of somebody that I knew. And I know who you mean. Run, it runs too deep. It's me. because she kind of even looked like her in Breaking Bad. I know exactly who you mean. So, it just was too close. So you, you, and I'm sorry, wrong place, wrong time. It's transference. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Just, but just have like, you ever seen... Don't Trust the Beat in Apartment 23. Was she the B in Apartment 23? That was my first exposure to her, and I love that show. It's my kind of comedy. It was hilarious, and she was great in it. And then, after I saw that, I got caught up on all the Breaking Bads, and I was like, oh, she's a real actress. She can do comedy plus drama, and she can go between the two easily. After those two shows, I was like, I'm keeping up with her. (coughs) She's really good. After and, finding out how good she was, I was actually disappointed that she wasn't related to John Ritter. Which a whole lot of people who are in our age bracket are probably like, who? Oh man, everybody remembers Three's Company. Jack Ritter? Jack Tripper. Well done. Jack Tripper, right. You don't remember that? 
And then there's Chrissy and... Uh, I know the show, but I'm in your age bracket. I mean, people who are like your wife, we have no idea who well, Jim Well, nobody would know who Mr. Furley is either. Don Knotts was one of the greatest fucking motherfuckers in the world. He was... So you prove my point in a roundabout way. I'm not talking about Johnny Carson or... Uh, it's all in the same era. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you just say is in the same era. Only people in our age okay. bracket know do, what you're talking about. Do you know about. who Rip Thorn is? Who? Rip Thorn? That's probably the wrong... There was a, a black... He was kind of like a comedy... It was a comedy show, but it was like a Johnny Carson type show. And he had people on like Dean Martin and all the Rat Pack. And all they did on the show was smoke cigarettes. You don't see that shit no more. I forgot who was... Rip Thorn, Rip Taylor... If anybody's old enough to know who the black guy was in the uh, Rat Pack era who had his uh, own TV show and he dressed up as women and they did skits, the guests would do skits with Wait, him. was he in the Rat Pack? He might... It wasn't Sammy Davis Jr. Okay, though. I was about to say, like, you don't know Sammy Davis No, I know Davis. Sammy. Okay. It's, he's another famous dude. One of the only other big famous black black men that were so prominent Hear at that? the time. Is he... People have activated... They're Google. They're That's what right I should now. be doing right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like we have these buddy supercomputers in our pockets that can pretty much find out anything but in I'm, human knowledge. The problem is I'm not even really, really sure. But, but is it so important that you have to Google it? No, because it has nothing to do with Kristen Ritter and the awesome show. There was, uh, no, because I had also just, pretty much just now got into Doctor Who too. And I'm going through all my Matt Smith stuff first because he's my first doctor, but then I'm not going ahead. I'm going to go back and watch David Tennant. I've seen some episodes with him in it, and then, of course... It's worth to go back. My my first exposure to David Tennant was uh, in Harry Potter. Mine's too. So, I'm used to him being a scumbag. Everybody else is like, oh my god, he's a bad guy? I don't know if I'll be able to see the doctor. He's a fucking badass. Yes. He's a bad guy. <laughs> And I think they made the right call about only having his voice in the first episode. So he's kind of like this. First two episodes, wasn't it? This unseen voice always. And then in the third episode, you see him. She sneaks up. Uh, they have the cop, the Sergeant Simpson, I think. Yep. Uh, trying to kill Trish. Yep. You said Luke? Nuke. That's his character. He was Nuke. He's a character from Frick Miller's room, Daredevil. Nuke. And he, does he have powers then? His line in the comics was, give me a blue, give me a red. Those pills he popped in the show, that's how he got his jacked up strip in the comics. Huh. Yep. Give me a blue, give me a red. Yeah, but the first episode sets the tone for the whole series. And the, it's, the it's, first it's, it's horrible, man. The it's first horrible. episode was great. No, the first episode was good. What made the first episode great. Okay, if we haven't understood this, if you couldn't figure it out, I'm not trying to talk shit no. to the listeners. Right. Spoilers. Let's spoilers. go ahead and have Stephanie explain it to her right now. If you still complain about spoilers past this point, you're a fucking asshole. Thank you, Stephanie. All right. The disembodied well, voice of my wife. Well done. But what made the first episode go from good to great was that last scene where you think Jessica has won and that girl gets on the elevator with her parents and you see her start to put off the gun. And she makes eye contact with Jessica right before the door no, shuts. No, yeah. And then, like, she runs downstairs, and you hear the gunshots, and the door's <coughs> open. She's still pulling the trigger. With a blank look on her she face. She looks over and goes, smile. I was like, oh, my God. This is insidious. This is horrible. 
he did that just to be petty and to hurt Jessica. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I don't know. Again, another Netflix dark Hell's Kitchen show that almost lost me after the first episode. That was too fucking real for me, man. That hit me. I don't have any personal connection to that story or anything, but that hit me so hard. I was like, what the fuck? This is going to be one of those things where I get real excited in something and they tear my humanity away every episode. Fuck this. But I gave it another shot. None of the rest of them were really quite that bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was some bad shit, but that was that was pretty much the worst. What amazed me was that there was actually an episode that actually had me almost feel sorry for Kilgrave when you find out that maybe his parents experimented on him against oh, his wheel. Not maybe. It was recorded. It was video. But it wasn't. Of... Right, but it's because he was sick and they were trying to cure him. When you first see the episode, you, you're thinking they're just experimenting on their kid for evil science. And this is mine in there when well, he, Jessica says, oh my God, even I'm almost feeling sorry for this, <laughs> for this asshole. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but that's why Jessica is a hero because horrible things happen to her and she still tries to do good things. Horrible things happen to Kilgrave. He became a bastard and a sociopath. So you, you can't use bad things as an excuse to do bad things to other people. I feel like you're talking to my character in the Marvel game now. I totally am not. This is this is one. This is why I love. I know. Tales of Heroes morality. Yeah. Mind control is pretty fucking bad. Badass. If you're a little bit smart about it. Yes, like you don't like, have to be I, real smart. Just a I've always, bit smart about it. I've always felt that was the scariest power that somebody can make you do what they wanted, and you had no choice but to do it. Yeah, I mean, don't get out of bed. No matter what. So she wets herself. Oh, she doesn't get out. When the cop was handcuffed, and he says, follow me. And he has to pull his hand through the handcuff, ripping his skin oh, off. I forgot about that. Yeah, because he had no Lawrence, choice but to follow him. Okay, Sergeant, you can leave now. That way, off the porch, down off into the alleyway. Yeah, that's crazy. Or when he was sent to kill Trish, we had to believe that he killed her. Yep. And that scene where you think they almost have killed Grave, but Kilgrave was smart enough to hire a... Uh, Security detail. Right, security instead of the mind control stuff. Yep. Yeah, that was fucked up. They had his ass too. Yeah, dead to rice. They had him. Well, just like she had him when she followed the sergeant back too. Yep. But then he said, okay, well, you're a hero now, so you got to save the cop's life while I escape. Did you see? I don't know. I might have the just young let, girl... let the motherfucker jump off and go and get Kilgrave and been like, no, one life sacrifice for She's a hero. hero. She's an idiot. Who, Jessica Jones? Yeah, man. Why do you say? Because she could take out... Okay, she saved the one person's life. But because of that, he did so much worse to at least, at least dozens more people before the end of the series. Maybe a hundred. I mean, with the way he was using his mind control. Yeah, but that's on him. It would have been on her if she let somebody innocent die. I don't know, man. When you start to look at the world as these are susceptible losses, that's a path that you go to a dark place. I think I would be okay with that. If I could just take him out and save everybody the misery, it would be two lives that were on me. His life, the cop that jumped off, and the life of Kilgrave that I took. Pop his head off like a fucking cork. But I'm not a hero. I didn't say I was. But at that point, she had no idea his powers no longer worked on her. Because she's stupid. He was screaming at her to come back. Come back, Jessica! Come back, Jessica! And she didn't. So she should have known then... She should, she should have known the full 
capabilities of a person's powers who have her in his thrall for at least a year, maybe six well, months. And she had time to reflect on it. It, and it occurred to me right off the bat. I'm like, he's telling her to come back. How come she's not? She thought he was dead. To her mind, he came back to life. That's true. <laughs> so who knows the scope of his powers? Well, then she found out that he had kidney surgery. And he wasn't... That was... He, that, he had an epidural, but he watched me the whole time. That was... <laughs> that was the most chilling scene. <laughs> when she found that guy who gave his two kidneys. And he's Kill, living... Kilgrave, right? No. Kill, kill me. me. <laughs> Can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. That would have been bad. It's sad, man. Because all it's doing, that, that show, and, and watching... Kingpin's rise to the top and Daredevil and the intricacies and the, the the politics, the stuff that I dig, it's just giving me ideas for the Marvel game, man. But all that is a bloodshed. It does. But that's because they're not cool. Everyone thinks that the special snowflake, nobody is. It always is a bloodshed because that's that one fucker who wants more, who's greedy. Who wants to be where you are? It's always that person. That's when the fun starts. Yeah, that's when people die. That's what mind control is for, Pat. <laughs> you want more? I'll give you more. I'll make you really just want less. <laughs> There's always that one person, man. There's always the motherfucker that tries to ice skate uphill. One of my favorite lines from the first Blade movie. It was also in one of those Secret War movies, or Secret War comics or something. Uh, the Vampire, Howard the Duck. Showed up in the, no, the vampire, it was a, like a, a duck blade or something. And he showed up in the real blade. And the, the real blade got that line from him. The duck blade. What was it? Was he a duck? See, I sound fucking retarded because I don't even know what the comic is. I don't even know what he's talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to figure it out and then get back with you on that. Y'all can just think that I'm fucking stupid until then. I'm looking at the freaking mic. I got a, hey. I am a stallion, Pat. You You're the one put the harnesses on me. <laughs> You're the one in charge, in charge of the edit. Whoa, man. stallion! And this is why I said we will kind of talk about Jessica Jones every now and then. Whoa. What else, man? How about um, Patsy Walker? You like how she was Patsy portrayed in the Walker. show? Trish? Trish. Patsy Walker. I liked her. It's Hellcat in the comics. Oh, Trish is Hellcat, really? In the comics, yeah. What does Hellcat do? She just has the claw, the glove claws, and she's just a tough person. She used to be, but she's been enhanced because she's died a few times. And she used to date Goddamia Hellstrom, the son of Satan, and that made her life weird, as she says in the comics. Well, yeah, she's died a few times. I like the actress. She was in the movie The Girl Next Door. No, I saw that. Yeah, it's just a comedy, like a sexually charged comedy. She was the girl that lives next door and he had a, the geeky kid had a crush on her then <coughs> she started giving him attention and then he found out she was uh, a porn actress and it's and then the, the wacky hijinks ensues gotcha she was in a couple other things but that's the first thing that I saw her in so that's what I always think of did you ever read the comics Jessica Jones yep I didn't even know it was a comic I mean I know about Heroes for Hire <coughs> I know about the Defenders but for some reason and I even remember the name Jessica Jones but I didn't know she had like a solo mm -hmm. I thought she was on like the the Great Lake Avengers team or something no. She, I thought she was in some kind of an obscure team no um she started in her own comic called Alias Alias 
It did that coming. Alias Investigations. Yeah. I, I knew that. I actually knew, knew that. And then that comic became The Pulse. And the then, Pulse? And then when that comic ended, she was ended up married to Luke Cage. And then when Luke Cage went to the new Avengers. Yeah, of course he's going to marry a little skinny white girl that could take down the D like that. Superhuman. Man, they're getting down. They're breaking walls and Buffy and Spike kind of shit right there, man. Speaking of that, though, I have a metaphor for the MCU, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's, and my friend Jamie and my sister helped help me get this defined. But the Netflix shows are like the graphic novels. They're a bit more adult, a bit more dark. And they take place in the same world, but they kind of don't. The TV shows like S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter are the single issue of the MCU. Like, they're episodic, they're always to be continued, and they help build up the foundation of the MCU. And the movies are the crossover summer events that happen every year. And they tend to come out around the spring or the summer season. So that's kind of how I see it all laid out. Trish is Rachel Taylor is the actress. Rachel Taylor. I like her a lot. She's really good. Thank God for IMDb. Yeah, I pulled it up before we started so that I wouldn't be completely ignorant like I was with the Daredevil. You know, do you like the guy who plays Daredevil? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Charlie Cox, yeah. What about uh, the guy, you know, Foggy? Um, he, was actually, he was pretty cool. He was actually in <coughs> The Hunger Games. Rebecca J. Part 2. haven't seen the last two. But yeah, like I made fun of myself on the last Daredevil one. Yeah, I think I'm, the, I'm not a very. Uh, I think the only person you knew was the actress that played Karen Page because she was in True Blood. I mean, I knew who everybody was, but it's like I'm not very. I don't know what the word introspective or I'm not very. I'm perceptive because I see what's going on, but when it comes back to going and talking about something, reviewing it, or it's just like, how was it? Pretty cool. Did you like it? Yeah. What'd you like about it? It's pretty cool. Hell yeah. I dug it. So it's kind of, but yeah, I, I dug Trish. She was cool. Just like I love how she thought she was tough and Kilgrave laid the smack down on her and scared the shit out of her and put the fear of God in her. And she was like, I'm sorry. Well, because, but that, <laughs> well, I know there's a disbelief that goes along. There ain't like, nobody in this world who got to fucking, because uh, even Cage was like, mind control. And she was like, you have unbreakable skin. <laughs> Why? Why is it so hard for people to make the leap for a man? Yeah, the green guy, the guy with the hammer, the what she call him, the stars and stripes. What she call him, the something. Yeah, but I mean, my control folks can't make that leap. Yeah, right? that's it's weird. But I, yeah, at the same time, Cage said the same thing. Trish said, "Sorry, I had no idea, but I was in my own head screaming, no, don't do this.' I still kept doing it. It wasn't. It's not until you actually feel his power that you're like, oh, Jess." <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. Right, six months you lived through this. Yeah, how did you come back to end it? Do you think he sh- she should have killed him? Because um, Mark um, Batman on Batman was like, I think she should just like ripped his tongue out and like made him ripped his tongue out. Absolutely, kill him. Not she's a hero. That's established through the whole show. She's a hero. Kill him. No, if he can't talk, who gives a fuck? I would kill him. And you know, I'm not that type of sort, but she couldn't take the chance. Without a tongue, you can't really talk. You can talk, but you can't but really talk. That That's true, but what if his powers mutate? 
his powers were a virus. A virus can mutate. What if being forced to not have a tongue let his virus mutate to this be able to be nonverbal? His dad had already be helped to become more powerful with his treatments. It could have mutated more. Well, if more. I had somebody in my ear telling me that, I would kill him, yes. And, but yeah. I'm saying like... No, that absolutely makes yeah. sense. And, yeah. since, and since she knew his powers were based on the virus and only she was immune, all all viruses are known to mutate. So there's no way she could take that chance. Uh, kill Grey that doesn't have to talk. Okay. How did it end again then? It ended on the docks when he was trying to escape by boat and he was going to take Trish as his new sex puppet. And Jessica had to act like she was back under his control. And when he got close enough to her, she grabbed his face and covered his mouth with her hand with super strength and then said to Trish, I love you, and snapped his neck. You did see the ending, right? Yeah. I just, because like, we watched that like last month and then we've seen Daredevil since then. We started Jessica Jones over again so that it would be fresh. I do remember her killing him vaguely. Now I'm not sure. I remember everything else about it, but the end, I don't really remember it that well. But I thought she had killed him. That's the reason why I thought that whole line of questioning, I thought it was a trick question or something, because I was like, well, I would have killed him just like she did, I guess, but maybe yeah. she didn't kill him. But she did, yeah. Well, I think she made the right call. <laughs> I do too. And like, I'm, I'm not for killing people, because, you know, that's a line that I don't think a hero should cross unless there's just no other way and like with him there's no prison that can hold Kilgrim except that except that one that they had him in and even then he got out you can always find somebody that'll feel sorry for somebody Hobo power which is what she which is what he offered oh right Jerry yeah Carrie Ann Moss is another awesome actress yep how she like the actor that played Cage you think they made a good Mike Coulter yep you think they made a good call. Yeah, I'd never seen him before. Dude is cut. Like, when they were in bed together, I was like, Jesus, <laughs> he is really huge. Of course you were looking at him and not her. Yeah, that's right, Marsh. Take like, three finally, steps away. Finally, my sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas, he said it too. Oddly enough, <clears throat> the first time he said it was after they had sex. Yes, which I thought was hilarious. I'm trying to find hope. How like tall he is, but I don't want to have to go to his personal IMDb page. It's probably on his page on Wikipedia. Well, I'm just hitting links. I'm not typing shit. So uh, he's six three. He is one year older than we are. Doesn't that just make you feel like shit? No. <laughs> Everyone has their own path to walk. Man, his left leg is more in shape than my whole body. <laughs> that makes me feel bad. If he's older than me. You can also achieve that. You just have to work for it, but you don't want to work for it. I mean, it's cool. Everybody has to walk down the path, man. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> Is it too real for you? It must be. Yeah, and like, that's cool because Luke Cage, that's just the beginning for him. He's He was charismatic. He was awesome. I dug him. I like, and of course, you know, Kilgrave. I love the shit out of him. I like the officer, the Sergeant Simpson dude. He was pretty cool. I kind of felt his pain a little bit. Yeah. Well, up to a point, because there came a point where he just decided to make bad decisions on his own. Well, he was panicking and freaking and the paranoia. and It happens. <laughs> I still, for some reason, no matter, because he never did nothing super evil or anything. He was uh, alpha male, dominant. He, and he had issues letting control issues, which I, I can to an extent understand because he was in charge of his world up until this point and then now and I don't mean to say little girls but small women tiny women 
and he's the alpha male dude. I can understand not wanting to take over, relinquish control over. But one of these women, you know, has superpowers. Well, and he does with her. He kind of tries to butt heads with her, and then she like, like motherfucker, and he's like, okay, because he knows he knows better. But he's got that. I mean, I, I'm a I'm not necessarily an alpha male macho kind of deal, but I do have the alpha quality. Fucking what the hell ever that shit is, even is. Uh, I have a thought. Machismo. Wait, no. Machismo. Machismo. No, because part of machismo is like manhandling your women and all that other kind of shit, and I don't do that. Uh, getting lost in the weeds is fun. No, I thought you were trying to make a good point. No, I got yeah. lost. Oh, That's oh sorry. I, said, I just got lost, forgot what I was even saying, so... Instead of rambling like I do sometimes, I'm trying to keep the energy slightly up and trying to keep on a motivated path because we no. got one more to do after this. Without doing one more, man, <laughs> it's not. It's only nine thirty, man. We can stop shortly and we can start start the last one. I can, I can kind of see what you're saying, but there came a point where he just started to make bad bad calls. Like he tried to take over the investigation. When it's obvious that Jessica knows more about Kilgrave than he ever could, and no matter her, no matter her warnings, like, dude, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I know this guy, <laughs> and it cost him in the end. Well, everybody wants to think that nobody can control their mind until it happens to. Him. Well, no, he can't be acting like that because his introduction was right a slave. So, what about the other dude? Probably the character that played the most characters in the in the show. His name is Aka Darville. Malcolm? Oh. He started off as... What a great actor. I mean, what a role. You you start off as just a junkie that's completely broken. And that through the series, you become a real person, like a confidant, and pretty much her partner in crime now. I mean, this guy was her ride or die. She saved him twice. The first time, which this is what got her with Kilgrave in his clutches. And the second time when she freed up oh, a kill yeah, that was yeah that she was saving in the alley. Wow. And then the yeah, end, I forgot about that. And then the end he helped save her. It's so fucking perfect. <laughs> yeah. I like how she got the uh God, what's the surgical term? The um the surgical anesthesia, whatever it was called. Right. Because he she, he was like the the dude, everyone's a little racist, they think, you know, they see a certain she's like, huh. She pushes right. it over. Right. And then when she gets the stuff and she's walking back out and the second they make an eye contact and he looks away. Please. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cool. She's not a hero, Pat. She didn't see him at the hospital. She dragged him to the hospital in his drunken drug and No, drug to be stupid. fair, she completely used him, yeah. She did. It's not a hero. She's and then she killed the motherfucker at the end of the It's not a hero. She still saved him. And she saved Trish and all those people he had my control at at the dock to fight each other. But what about everybody else that Kilgrave ruined their lives in the process between the first time that she could have killed him and when she did kill him? What first time you talked about? When she first, when she followed the sergeant back to the... She still thought his powers would work on her. But she shouldn't have thought that. Why? Because she didn't go back to him in the moment when she was screaming, come back, Jessica, come back. When she After had, she killed the... For the first time, so the first time... She killed somebody. She could have been in shock because they had never had before under his control. I don't know. The when she the flashback the first episode when that and they explained his power and stuff. I was like, 
Well, she's obviously not under his control. She walked away from him. I mean, she's got control. She's got enough control. Why don't she just go and find him and kill him? But the point is, she didn't know that because it could have been that moment that the shock that she could have been murdered for the first time. No, I, mean, I, under- I understand what you're saying. I get it. And that's what she thought in the show, obviously. But I, I'll, I'm the stupid one. Because I would make some random connection to something that wouldn't be... Yeah, but at the same time, you say that as an observer, but nobody's ever mentally raped you like that before. Yeah. Wait, Pat. No idea that... Have you ever been married? <laughs> wow. Can't co-sign that. Wait, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, absolutely, that's a joke. Everybody who knows me knows that that's a joke. I just want to put it out there. Disclaimer, that was a joke. Just thought it was funny. Okay, maybe instead of married... Wife jokes, since that's absolutely a bad poor taste. Uh, what else could I say? I can't do the dick jokes because that's a bad pet taste. Um, uh, what? You're shaking your head, and laughing. You you don't see how I'm gonna dig myself out of this. No, man. Besides just I editing know. it out. I'm watching you get more and more dirty as you try to dig your way out. Because I was waiting. What was the reference again? Let's move on. I'm curious now. I said you've never been mentally raped, so. You've, you don't know. Yes, you do, because you've lived in Memphis. That's a good one, right? We can talk about how soul-sucking Memphis is and how mind-raping the ghetto mentality is. And I how... love Memphis. You would. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> man. Bitch. I do. <laughs> no, I got no problem with Memphis. It's just, I don't like being there anymore. Visiting is awesome. Driving through is awesome. But You're not in Memphis. Not anymore, no. Especially in the future. You're going to the country. Oh, and I'm... I'm actually very nervous about being off in the boondocks just because everybody knows each other and everybody's related for the most part. And not in the incest kind of way, just that, like what Stephanie's doing, she grew up out there, she's moving her family back there. It's the same thing. That's what everybody is. They grew up there, they come back. Or they're still there, they never left. So I'm like, even if I'm there for 20 years, I'm still going to be the outsider. (laughs) Everybody knows each other. It's like the one cop that they have in the town motherfucker's name is Possum everybody calls him Officer Possum no shit I they have, say, they have <laughs> it's, like, it's like a, a 500 person town they have one stoplight and it's not a great green red it's a four way flashing stoplight they got the grocery store they were so excited about the dollar store I'm like y'all that ain't a grocery store that's a dollar general they sell milk <laughs> <laughs> they sell milk. That makes it a grocery store. <laughs> Hashtag they sell milk. <laughs> Apparently, if they sell dairy, if there's refrigerators in there, they sell so, this grocery store. You say all this, but at the same time, you just said that you don't like the city anymore. So okay, what, what are you looking okay. for? See, right now, we live in the suburbs outside of the city, and it's getting bad even in this neighborhood. The reason I moved out of Memphis is because even the little kids, just the lack of respect, they'll fuck with your shit and they'll look at you and say, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Because I know that I can put you in jail. It depends on which part of Memphis, man. Okay, well, I've never lived in nice parts of Memphis. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. I mean, on one of the other podcasts, we discussed the Hickory Hill incidents and stuff. There was more that I won't even get into. Like they used to do in the old comics, check out issue Whatever issue it is, the lost episode. The unaired pilot. The unaired pilot. Always been on Geek. I used to love that shit when I was a kid. Asterisk. Yeah. Edit, yeah. Editor's notes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I wish they would bring that back. Yeah, me too. Um, and they do sometimes. 
I just actually read that in one of the ones. I think uh, in humans, maybe. Anyway, uh, but even out here, I mean, wait, you know, wait, our, our cars got broken too. He got lost. Let's focus. Oh, let's be done. But Jessica Jones. I mean, is there anything else you want to add about the show? Do you want to go episode to episode or just stay stay general? Oh well, we've already jumped around so much that going episode to episode is kind of pointless. But that's why I had the IMDb up with all the actors so that we could talk about the actors. Did you see it coming when? The girl that she worked so hard to save killed herself so Jessica would stop holding it back and just kill Kilgrave. Is that what happened to Hope? Yeah, she killed herself. Did she? She's a good actress. Her name is Erin Moritari. A real good actress. Mo- Moriarty. Moriarty shit. Moritari. The two, uh, two actresses that were opposite Carrie Moss were good too. The mistress and the wife. Yes. They... You see how that ended? Was that a surprise? She doesn't. She doesn't deserve. She can't have this. This restaurant. Uh, yeah, she can. Let's go. Son of a bitch. I. I don't remember how that ends either. Didn't one of them shoot the other one or something? No. Um, Kilgrave made the lawyer drive her to her ex's house because she's a doctor, right? And made the ex patch him up, and then when he left, said. Oh, and she cut, cut her, her a whole bunch yeah. of little cuts. But then the young lawyer she was having the affair with came to the house and tried to stop her. Ended up killing her by mistake because she hit her upside the head. She fell and hit that hard table. Right. So, I mean, lives were ruined in the pursuit and captured Kilgrave either by his hand or by their hand. Or Kilgrave was walking, collateral damage. No matter where he went. Being able to find him, like she did with the sergeant, you can do it that way again if you don't tip your hand. But she had tipped her hand. Right, but I'm saying don't follow the sergeant back unless you have someone who's a fucking sniper. You can't hear him from a mile mile away. Blow the button to miss. You're assuming she could find somebody who was a killer and a sniper and could pay them, but it was obvious she was a broke ass. (laughs) She's got a hot piece of ass. Sell that shit. Snipers are us. She She's can, kidding. She can say, <laughs> You're supposed to let it build up some more. Was it no, no, I mean, all the racist stuff, got, and then right there, I think I would go ahead and pull, pull, pull the cover that, that really? Pull okay. the report right Yes, I was kidding. I was, I was just messing with Pat, really. But uh, <laughs> okay, I guess we're okay. Okay, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh. <laughs> Snipers. Snipers. They're on every corner, Pat. It, it is New York. I mean, she knows the sergeant. She was going to follow the sergeant at the time, so she doesn't know the sergeant. Of course, after she got to know him, he offered, I know people, snipers, killers, let me call my boys in. And she's like, no. If you kill Kilgrave, I can't save Hope. I gotta save Hope. Killing him meant Hope would be behind bars forever for a crime that was not her fault. She could not let that stand because that hope was her. So when when Hope killed herself, she said, "Okay, you're." Because yeah, like that's what Hope did. It Hope said, "You don't have to save me anymore. Stop holding back. Kill, kill Grave. <laughs> promise me you're going to kill him. I promise." Dying arms. That's horrible. Yeah, the whole show was depressing. Being a street level hero is not easy in the MCU. No towers with your name on it. No glory. Just making it day by day, saving who you can. Fuck that shit, man. Power of gems, cosmic cube, fix the streets. 
motherfuckers with all this awesome, awesome power. And they just let the streets stay the streets. Good for nothing ass superheroes. We're the real heroes. The Hulk go in there. There won't be no more mafia in that city. <laughs> they still have to obey the law. Mafia don't. The mafia curse the law. That's why they're criminals. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Yeah, this is a pointless argument because I'm really just arguing for the sake of it. So. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes I fuck with you and argue with you even though I know the point that you're saying is the same. <laughs> you fucker, man. I do, I do that. I mean, I agree with you 100%. I, I know the difference between heroes and villains and all that stuff. I just like giving you a hard time. Since we're coming up on 45 minutes, I figure we could stop this. Start the next episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is only number four. Uh, we had five planned. No, we had no plans. I said, I let's do it. I really I down. You want me to see? Want to I see? said, let's yeah. do a few have it in the bank. We've done a few in the bank. That's four in the bank. Maybe three and a half if you want to get technical. But, dude, when we did episode X, and we did the one where they kind of talk about Daredevil. And now we're doing we're, this one. And now we're repeating ourselves because you said that three the times. Now. Talking about Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Jessica Jones mostly this episode. Yeah, I didn't have my point. wife to distract oh, me. Don't and, blame her. And, to, and, and throw her titties in my face. <laughs> oh and, my god! And, you know, no, no. Can't help it, man. The testosterone has me raging like a. What'd you call me? A raging? A, a what? A raging gorilla? <laughs> what'd you call me in the other one? <laughs> A horny gorilla. A horny gorilla? It wasn't <laughs> yeah. a horny gorilla. I think it was. I can't help it. Because then there was the you beating on the desk like me. I was masturbating. That's what I remember more than anything. <laughs> Thought it was funny. The pantomime. So who else is in the show that we not talk about? Uh, we know Cage, <clears throat> Jessica, Trish, the cop, poor Hope, poor doomed Hope, Kilgrave. That poor dude cop that was killed by the other cop who became a junkie. <laughs> I like how all, I like how Jessica's powers and Nuke's powers are linked because the same company that makes those pills for Nuke is the same company that had the chemicals in the back of the truck that got on her in that car crash. Is that the same chemicals that made Daredevil? No. That made the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That was their devil. But only people from our age bracket know that. <laughs> what? That whenever Daredevil, the stuff fell on his face in the streets that leaked into the sewers and made the turtles? Yep. But isn't that just bullshit, though? That was just something that people were saying? That was never actually canon, was it? No, it was hinted at because Eastman and Laird laid, I'm going to say his name, Laird. Laird were big fans of Frank Miller's Daredevil. And that's why... The canister fell off the truck when that young kid pushed the old man out the way because they were hitting at the fact that right. the same canister. And then that's why they fought the foot because they loved the hand. They were all influenced by Frank Lewis Daredevil. That's pretty cool. But yeah, did you have anything else to add in this always better on Jessica Jones? Just how crazy powerful mind control could be. It gave me perspective again, like I said before, for the role-playing game. My control scary in the wrong hands. In the right hands, Kilgrave could have been the ultimate ambassador or hostage negotiator, but he chose to do horrible shit. Because he was mistreated as a child. Boo-hoo. <laughs> Look at Steve Rogers. 
ultimate shitty childhood, ultimate adolescence, ultimate shitty adolescence. He wasn't tortured by his parents. His dad used to beat his mom. That's not torturing you like that. That's a different type of uh, abuse. Of abuse that he could have used to become a bad person. Abuse is different. Torture is different. And what happens... I am not even saying Kilgrave is okay. But what happens after he got the power to free himself, he just kept on being horrible. Everybody has a story, Pat. Stop being judgmental and racist. <laughs> it's okay, Pat. What is it that you said? Everybody, Everybody's a little racist? <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> well, it's late. I was just wanting to see if you remember saying that or not. No! But I never said it. Awesome. I think you did. I, I remember it. I, I think we recorded it. It's on the last episode. <laughs> Don't dress for it like you did with that poor actress that played Jessica Crystal River. Don't dress for something over to me that affects you. Y'all can't see his face. He's dressed for it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, All right. I guess this will be good. You guess this will be good? What? You're just settling on second best? I mean, we got to be on top of We got to be the shit. Man. We got to get better. I dug deep. <laughs> that hurt. What? That hurt. <laughs> he slapped his own hand. No, I, I hit my knuckle on my wedding ring. <laughs> Fucking shit hurt. So you slapped your hand. I'm going to stab you with this man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting crucial over here, y'all. We're digging too deep. The ha- the hall of deep deep detail. The pod cave. It's kind of more like a pod cave with white walls. That's not a cave, Pat. The pod asylum. Asylum. Yeah, this could be the asylum. And we're moving into the hall of geekdom. The pod cave. I don't know what that room is like. I don't remember. I don't think it's like cave like. It's got some super super pimp ass blinds though. What makes them pimp? Because it's the whole. Like they're like this almost, but it covers the entire window and they seal and you pull the string and the whole thing says, Bleh! I mean, it makes your room almost dark. I hate that. The, new, the new geek room. I like some of them. The new geek room could be bigger than this one. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, I've seen the house we're moving into. So it's complete? We're not building a house. Yet. We're never going to build a house, Pat. I thought that was the entire plan. After we couldn't get the 10 acres, the house that we were trying to get. This is in Town Square. This is, she wants to move back home. You can't get any more back home from this. Her sister lives to the right, a block. Her mom lives to the left, a block. We are next door to the preschool that Lee's going to be in. We're less than a mile from the middle school and high school that she'll be in. We're walking distance. (laughs) Oh, my God. I told you, man. I told you. I I haven't seen the house yet, so... Okay, I can't picture it. I, I've been to her parents' house, so I know okay, what that's You know that. the four-way stop, the only stoplight in, in the town, yeah. which is just a little flashing light, and we take uh right to go to her house. Okay, I've never been there. It's right across the railroad tracks, right there. A left to go to her mom's house. Okay. You go straight, the first house is us. <laughs> oh, she really, she really succeeded. She it's really... on a half an acre. It's That's what I keep telling her. She's stressed out and understands stress and all that stuff, but she won. This is everything she's asked for. She's been on me for 12 years to get me back closer to her mom and dad and stuff. It's happened. It, it, everything's going her way. Great job. Awesome kid. 
great, awesome, perfect, supportive, loving husband. <laughs> <laughs> Not the two by one whore. Not the two by one whore. I do some shit around. I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> So that's the why I keep talking. Let's go ahead and <laughs> wrap this up there. No, there was a reason why that all came up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's time for a shout out. I'm looking, okay, forward, so to, I'm looking forward to seeing the new house actually. And then they said that there would be two or three cats that came with the house too. But they're outside cats. Which is fine. Well, on that charming note, let's get our shout outs. <laughs> Marsh. Okay. Go to, okay, because I usually say go to badboardy.com because that's where Maxwell's house is. Maxwell House, Maxwell Classic, and Duncan Dave on Twitter. There's the other podcast, Matt Delivers is a members-only podcast. With the promo code ABOG, you get half off a year subscription. You can participate in the monthly giveaways, get the, the premium members-only content. Some of that stuff is fucking hilarious. The forums, the Falcon's Nest. Fantastic people, man. I'm telling you, the coolest people you will ever meet are on some of the coolest people you will ever meet are on in the Falcon's Nest on badboarding.com. There are other podcasts on badboarding.com besides Always Bet on Geek. The Podcast Macabre, the BTILC podcast, which is Big, <clears throat> Big Trouble in Little China podcast. If you like the movie Big Trouble in Little China, you'll dig this. He goes into some shit that even I didn't know about, and I love this fucking movie. I lived this... No, I didn't live the movie. I felt like... I played. I was a kid. I pretended I lived this movie. He was Jack Burden. Damn fucking straight. <laughs> he shook the pillars of heaven. That's it, right. It was all in his reflexes. And then there's uh, Amy on the No-Tail Hotel. Have you paid your dues, Marsh? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. Those are the ones that you see when you get on badboarding.com. Lots of good shit there, man. I'm telling you, it's lots of good shit. And then... The newly formed New Pod World Order, NPWO, which consists of Totes Milady, The BS Pod, Welcome to the Alamo, Pop Culture Crutch, and Always Been on Geek. Those are your five podcasts that are your core NPWO for life. Sorry. I thought about even trying to find that music and put it in there, but I'm afraid Hulk Hogan will sue me. Because <laughs> he needs all the money he can get. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that was horrible. He, oh, really Hollywood Hulk. Actually, oh, really Hollywood Hulk. That poor racist bastard. <laughs> <laughs> actually, kind of like Hulk Hogan. And I know uh, you'd say you would. You racist. No, no, I mean <laughs> Hulk Hogan was just Hulk Hogan was like it's not the same crime, but it was like Bill Cosby. It's a guy who... Are you comparing Hulk Hogan to Bill Cosby now? I already said it's not the <laughs> same crime, but it's Holy like... shit, you're saying it's the same here's, here's this adult who, <laughs> who you looked up to or whatnot, and then you find out they were just a bastard. It's kind of like that feeling. Well, I mean... Like, that feeling, he didn't... He's not a monster like Bill Cosby is, but <laughs> he's still a racist asshole, so... But, according to you, all white people are a little racist. No, I never said that. <laughs> okay, are you done with the your shot out? <laughs> I have some, you fucker. Okay, all the ants. Tell them Steve Dave. Brian Johnson. Which is tell them Steve Dave. BQ Quinn. Uh, you can put Lurker Walt. Call her Sunday Jeff. Ming and Mike. Michael Zapsick. 
Ming Chen, 37. Listen to all the listen to all the Smodcast shit, y'all. Tell them Steve Dave. Uh, the, town, uh, the Town Dolls. So half the podcast is just going to be us giving shout-outs. So I got a couple more. <clears throat> I would like to thank the Ninja Lode. And we never saw him coming. Go ahead. Oh, fuck him. Oh, we've got a podcast. Okay. My shout-outs. Um, I discovered a new podcast that is awesome. And the title of the podcast, this is the entire title. Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. It is awesome and funny, and I'm completely digging it. If you're into politics like I am, then I will also suggest The Axe Files with David Axelrod. David Axelrod was one of the core team in the Obama campaign of 08 and was part of Obama's core team in the White House. He gives excellent... Did you say... David Axelrod? Yeah, David Axelrod is his name. Was that his name the whole time? That's his real name. David. Axelrod. You said David Axelrod every time? This isn't the other one. This is You know multiple people named Axelrod for real? <laughs> I know one person named Axelrod who is my friend. This guy is famous who I don't know, but his <laughs> oh, last name is Axelrod. I'm like, what are the fucking odds of that? I've never heard Axelrod in my life. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, if you're... Looking for some sex-positive comedy from two hilarious women. You have to check out Guys, Guys Be Fucked. fucked. Yeah, I've heard about that from people. Hilarious podcast. Um, if you want a bit more geek stuff from a bit more of a black perspective, check out the Three Black Geeks podcast. Hilarious. And I mean, I always agree, but they always give a pretty good rundown of geek stuff that... And they're really heavy into wrestling, which is cool. Wrestling? Wrestling, because I'm from the South. And Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is a bit out of my wheel box, but yo, cool. Then there's my personal friend, Jared Axelrod, and his podcast, The Voice of Free Planet X. The first podcast I ever guest starred on. So, show him some love. There's the Let's Talk Jackson podcast from my hometown, Jackson, Mississippi. So if you're not from there, it may not be as good for you, but, you know, try it out. Of course, it's Fat Man on Batman from Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard, right? Bernardin. Bernardin. I always get that wrong. My favorite role-playing podcast, because I'm not a fan of them, but this one is, is always well done. It's a Star Wars podcast, and it's called The Campaign Podcast. Really the best RPG podcast I've ever heard. And last but not least, our boys Sal and Q from Impractical Jokers have a podcast called What Say You? They go back to it's once again being updated and it's still really funny so check it out. And as always, you can find us at Always Bet on Geek on Twitter, Always Bet on Geek at gmail.com We're on the iTunes so look for us there find us, subscribe we're on the Stitcher. Look for us there. Find us. Subscribe. Hell, Did you say SoundCloud? And we're also on SoundCloud, even though that's not actually well, a podcast, we're, we're, but we're on SoundCloud. It is a podcast. It's not a podcast. There's a lot of podcasts. Me and Mike, a lot of people use Podcasters SoundCloud. use it, but in a technical sense, it is not a podcast. No, this is a podcast. That's a podcast server. No, it's not. It's used as a podcast server. Podcast is Anyway, anyway, look, we're cheap fucks.
all we could we have all of our episodes are more than an hour. You get three free hours, so we have two episodes up there to give you a taste. And then you have to go to iTunes, Stitcher, or more importantly, go to badboarding.com. But here's my thing about this. Why go to SoundCloud when they could just go to iTunes? Because there's and... tons of people who prefer SoundCloud. And it's true. Regardless of what you feel on SoundCloud, this is the facts. So I've asked, been asked to put our stuff on SoundCloud. So I put it up there. And we can only do two, two because, uh-oh, Ming Chen is live on Periscope. But you were asked by one person to do that. Yes, but I like Scooby-Doo. And if this is a chance for him to listen and if he enjoys it, Scooby-Doo is an awesome motherfucker, man. Cool. You know what? However you choose to hear us. I dig him. He's a cool. He's, he's my yeah, It's cool. It's cool. I was just... Cool. So do you want to try to periscope? Nah. Because I, I forgot a minute ago. I'm cool. You want to take us out? We should probably wrap up our podcast so you can go ahead and watch that. Walt Flanagan showed up. He said his name. I heard it. I wanted to pod, or periscope us, though, but I saw Ming and got sidetracked. Uh, nah, because I know I don't look good right now. I have a shade. Hair's all well. I'm in my I'm not going to get it from here up. Nah. You look fine, Pat. You look just like you normally do. I'm good, man. I'm good. Ragged and desperate. I I really was trying to think of something funnier to say but you laughed so I guess that was good alright everybody that wraps up kind of talk about Jessica Jones really it was used as an excuse this was the podcast so more because we talked a lot about Jessica Jones I suppose but well I mean okay what did you like the most about Jessica Jones was it the story of morality is that what you were talking about I just thought it was a well done story like it was well crafted, and almost every episode moved along the plot, and there wasn't too much. There was it. There wasn't an episode that was filler. It, it felt like every episode. Well, they planned this whole season ahead of time. This isn't like normal TV, right? But it felt like every episode, at least, even if you were taken on a side quest, still moved the main plot along at least some. And I thought that was badass. And I'm glad she's finding success with this show because I've always thought she was a great actress and I'm glad this is putting her star higher. So I want to see her in more stuff. I just want to see her in this for the next few years. Well, they've already got a season two, so you'll be seeing her at least a couple years. Yep. How about yourself before we wrap it up? Was it the thing you liked best? I just liked having another superhero show on TV because, I mean, what are, what are her powers? How, how high can she jump? She, she says, can you fly? No, but I can jump really high and then I fall. So in the comics, she's invulnerable to an extent because she takes some fucking serious falls. She's tough. She has... But then she's been shot and then she gets punched sometimes. She has heightened endurance so she can take a beating, but she's still not bulletproof like Luke Cage is. And in the comics, she can fly, but you know, that costs way too much money. So they put it down the super leaping on the show. So on the show, she's really tough and she has super strength, which really is enough in the real world to be a badass. Well, yeah. Because Luke Cage has a ripple skin and he has super strength, which is more than enough to be a badass in your street level. That's really all you need. Don't take damage and be super strong. I just liked, uh, 
I just really enjoyed delving into mind control and the possibilities and the dangers and the horrors and the terrors and the <clears throat> everything. Agreed. Granted, everything in my life always comes back to the Marvel role-playing game. So, any of that kind of shit just really hypes me up to play the Marvel game. And it sucks that we only play twice a year. <laughs> Alright, I've been doing it. God damn it. Alright, so... Everybody, hit this man up on Twitter and tell him to run games for us more than once a year, twice a year. You know, the... Explain the entire backstory. I live three hours away. Well, we can do it online. It's called video chat. How many people out there actually enjoy role playing online? Because I don't enjoy it that much. I don't think much. any of our listeners actually role play bad. You have no idea, man. I mean, the people who interact with us aren't role players. Remember, you yourself said that even though you like all the podcast stuff and that stuff, you very rarely comment, but you but you listen, so you never know. And that, that case means that they're not going to comment and help in this case either, so... But you did comment one time, so you never know. You got to give people freedom, man. Tend I'm to not make, trying to make, make that choice, man. Fascists. I'm not taking free will away from anybody. What the fuck? What? Communists. I don't understand it. This went to a bad place. You always take this stuff to the bad. I always take it to the bad place. Bad place. Mr. You just call me a common fascist? Mr. Didn't you say all white people are racist? You <laughs> said you, that. I never it said came that. Out of your two lips. <laughs> never. The happened. ones between your legs, you know. And on that note, we're wrapping up. Marshall, take it away. All right, this is Marshall taking it away. This was another episode of Always Been on Geek. Marshall, squishy not sink. The one. <laughs> I went fucking blank, man. The one. I'm like. <laughs> Because I didn't say the one. That's like the one. I'm like, now I'm Neo? What the fuck? I am the one. Okay. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> and this has been your friendly neighborhood co-host, Pat. It's been a blast. And as I always say, we out. Wait, what about our email and shit? I already said that before we got sidetracked again. People like when we get lost in the weeds, Pat. My point is I've already given them the emails and the Twitters and everything else. Because that talk let us to SoundCloud and then I almost went on my rant and you were like listen man that's how some people need to hear us chill out motherfucker don't make me step don't hurt me Pat and we out <laughs>